Well, welcome to Pardon Me, Alex, your only lumberjack basketball resource and podcast on the interwebs. I am Alex, and that is Jax. I'm Jax. And, and we have- we're about to have a hell of a good time, I think. I've already had a hell of a good time tonight. Let's keep it going. Um, so as we just disclosed on Twitter, we have a very, very special guest joining us for this episode of Part Me, Alex. We do. And we should tell you after we do the intro video. Wait, so you want me to wait on what I was going to say next? Well, I was going to, oh, okay. I was going to say, you want to do the intro video before bring him in? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'll introduce Okay, you. go ahead. So our special guest is a bit of a negative, just legend. Uh, so Mr. Sean Clinch was the KTRE sportscaster for, I don't know how many years, but a long time. Um, I know whenever I was in high school, he was a sportscaster. So a little bit of a local celebrity. I've literally grown up watching this, this guy talk about sports and he's just one of the coolest. Um, so we're going to have him on. We're going to have him on. So let's get this podcast started. Boom. I was going to do it twice. I was going to do it twice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so we're really excited to have Sean on. So let's bring him on. Let's go. Sean Clinton in the house. Whoa. Hey, Sean. Hey, Hey. ladies. Looking purple. I I didn't get the memo or I missed it. I'm obviously not in the right color scheme. Yeah, you're not in the right attire. Okay, really quick before we get started. We usually tell our listeners what beverage of the night we're having. Yes. So I just want to let you know that my beverage of the night is based on something you introduced me to. Yes. The finished long drink. You know what? I'm so proud of you, Jack, because you you gave it a chance. You gave it an opportunity because, you know, always sometimes our opinions really don't influence people. But that is one drink that is phenomenal. And I think that what four flavors. Yes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I was, it's uh, gin based. Yes. Seltzer. Yes. I think I found my new calling. Sean, you know, I'll trust you on anything. So I tried it out. So here I have it in my SFA koozie, and I'm about Beautiful. to pop the top. Oh, yeah. Popping tops on a Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So okay. Jax has her finished drink, which she loves. Um, I have a lovely pretzel stout ooh from martin house limited release peanut butter pretzel stout martin house always has the most wild flavors wild combos love martin house if you want crazy crazy combo beers they're 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 the go-to guys and gals for that um anyway so yeah it's made in texas by texans it's in fort worth love it it's very very good um Martin House is probably my second favorite brewery under, obviously, Fredonia. Fredonia. Like Fredonia beer, obviously. That sounds delicious, by the Mm -hmm. way. Very good beer. Very, very good beer. Well, I have to. uh, Go ahead. I'm embarrassed because, well, I'm not embarrassed. I have a Yeti full of water with a squeezed lemon in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> not water with lemon, cucumbers, and mint. So we're on the same. Oh, that, that sounds amazing, actually. It's a, uh, you know, as you age, you hold off until after Wednesday. I usually only drink on weekends on Saturday nights, but here we are. So, um, well, okay. usually I wait until at least Thursday for trivia, but I figured tonight we doing, we're doing our podcast. Got to have a little something, something. Hey, I'm very proud of you both. I've just, I'm in the minority here and I should have been prepared for a mixed cocktail. You should have known. It's okay. Know. Okay. Sean. So for our listeners who don't know what a legend you are, <laughs> Give us a little bit of your background, going to SFA, yeah, or KTRE, all that. Like, tell tell everybody. Oh well, I appreciate that. Oh, Texas is putting a beat down on TCU. I didn't realize that. 41, 23. So I went, born raised in Austin, went to the great university in the middle of the pines, Stephen F. Austin. Graduated ninety eight. I'm aging myself. Um, no. Yes. Yes. And. <laughs> First was in the TV career, sportscasting, went to San Angelo, back to East Texas, where Brian Mays and I worked together and uh, went there and I got promoted to sports director and then um, Oklahoma City. Okay, what years years did you do KTRE Sports? Because I remember you were not in high school, but I don't know exactly what years you were there. It was was like November, excuse me, August of 99. Okay. December of 06. Yeah. So the time I was like junior yeah. high school, I was watching John do sports. I was waiting for you to, I was trying to push through until you got out of high school. <laughs> He's there just for you. Just for you. The sacrifice is made not to go to other markets until you graduated from high school. Yeah. And go cover Douglas basketball. But. The mighty lady Indians. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember all of it. Um, but Oklahoma city was a lot of people, you know, there's a stereotype of OKC is far from it. Great place. Um, I did something that I said I would never do and become a fan of a team that I covered fell head over heels in love with the Oklahoma city thunder. And that's when they entered OKC as a Sonics with Nick Collison, Kevin Durant, and then Russell, and then Harden. I and love Serge. Oh, my God. Nick. One of, my, one of my favorite players. That's how I became a Kansas fan was Kirk Heinrich and, and Nick Collison. And that's a great – two great reasons. And Drew Goodman. Yeah. True. Anyways. Yeah, so and then it just uh, – I was, I was itching for another move. And then Austin, my uh, dream station growing up, KVU called, and – from uh, tw- late 2012, and then I uh, hung it up in June of 2019. I was going to say it was just recent here where you took a little pause on that and started doing something else. You know, and then, yeah, then, you know, here we are. We're both, all three of us, podcasters. I'm pharmaceutical sales. I talk about menstrual cycles every day and birth so control, I- prenatals, and uh, hormone therapy. The I think question is, when are you going to have us on as guests? on the stories stories inside the man cave inside the, I'm, why am i crooked so for the people no who are watching you see it if you're listening stories inside the man cave is sean's podcast that you should totally tune into and he's gonna have us on soon i yes, think i am I've, i'm in negotiations with your agents trying to get the okay. booking to work out 
Our um, people will call your people. It, well, it's confirmed. We're just trying to find a date. Okay. Just trying to find a date. Totally in. 100% ready to talk about some lumberjack football. <laughs> uh, football, basketball. All of it. Yeah. And even All of it. give a shout out to Johnny Cardenas. Oh, yes. Yeah, working G1 time. baseball coach in America. Cardenas is our dude. And he's actually asked us to do a live episode of the podcast at one of the games. And then COVID happened and we just haven't, oh. we just haven't gotten it on the schedule yet. So, yes. yeah. This this season though it's happening, Johnny. I know you're not probably listening, but we are coming, son. We are coming. It's one of the coolest he dudes. Us, and he him. cares about that program and everyone involved in it. He really does. He he he, he, he he man. He just makes and just churns out some good, honest to goodness ball players and good dudes. So he really does. And I've said this on one of our episode, other episodes of the podcast. But one of the things that I love the most about him is he honestly, genuinely cares and supports all the other sports at SFA yeah. as much as his own team <clears throat> and is like their number one fan and cheerleader and supporter. And I love that. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So Sean, first questions coming to you from one of our most loyal fans on this podcast, uh, cat fans. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he would like to know, or they would like to know, uh, since he's a legend, meaning you, can Sean confirm whether beans go in chili? Oh, wow. That could get you in trouble in certain Sean, counties in Texas. I gave a really controversial hot take that. Did you really? I, what, if, yes. Actually, my brother said it and I agreed with him. He said, if you're eating chili without beans, for the people who get so mad about that, like you might as well just be eating spaghetti sauce with a little sprinkle of cumin because that's what you're eating. <laughs> I, listen, I will eat it with beans, but I prefer chili not with beans. Okay. If I Decent had the option, I will eat both. But no, I, to me, it's kind of counterproductive in my text and in, in possession of a Texan card, in my opinion, if you request beans first as your preference. Now, I like that answer. That's not a bad answer. You'll eat both, you enjoy both. But as a Texan, if you ask for beans first, Texan card. GTFO with your Texan card. Revoked. Absolutely revoked. revoked. For a lifetime. I totally get what y'all are saying, but I, I feel like for some reason I've met a bunch of like, or I have not met a bunch of stereotypes that would automatically qualify you as a quote unquote Texan. So it doesn't bother me as much. Because people, not, already, people already who don't know me and meet me, like, don't necessarily think I'm from East Texas because of all the stereotypes I don't meet. <laughs> well, I can see that. I can see that. You, you know, it's kind of like barbecue. It, uh, oh, oh, God. Where, literally, you said barbecue, and literally, Cat Fan said, Sean got it right. We better not go to the barbecue sauce tunnel. That's exactly what he just sent me. Well, what's funny is he, he makes a valid point, Cat fans. Um, mm. I'm, I'm assuming those of us who have traveled across this great country, you know, regions, there's all types of ways to prepare barbecue. The Carolina whites, I think it's Carolina white sauce. or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, And Memphis and Kansas City really aren't that far apart, but they're so vastly different. And as far as they prepare their barbecue, we like it. I want to say... What is it? It's KC. And then there's Birmingham. 
Birmingham, if I remember, it is wet. Sauce. Okay, I don't know anything about Birmingham, but KC, they do like the sauce. Yeah. They liked it wet as well, a lot, very, very wet, which I I like that. I like yeah. the wetness of it. I was in, as I'm talking and saying this, it sounds so bad coming out of my mouth. So that was that was the complaint of people who have the complaint of chili not being Texan if it has beans in it, is that yeah. they're like, it's too much sauce, it's too much sauce. But here, here's, so what sparked the chili conversation with my brother and I was barbecue conversation about the sauce. And I was like, a lot of people want to say like, oh, well, if you season it correctly and you cook it correctly, you don't need all that sauce. Okay, here's my cat. We'll come back to oh, this. Oh, um, hey, we, we got to get Chloe like, to make you it your cat. Being It being cooked or seasoned correctly in the amount of sauce, like they uh -huh. don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like you can just like a lot of sauce. That doesn't mean you didn't cook it or prepare it well. You just, mm -hmm. we just like sauce on it. Um, okay, but Sean, so this cat of mine, literally makes Ooh. a cameo every time we record that is and a cougar he <laughs> he's like a mini panther hold on i'm gonna show you all how big he is look at him <laughs> look at this cat he weighs like it, 20 pounds he does when, not miss a meal whenever he's like if i put him outside during the day and you see him in the distance like walking like he looks like a mini like cougar. he's like a panther bro okay. that is more of a pan like a gray panther or a mountain yeah. lion that's a mountain lion yeah yeah he is um but you have a cat too so you should show him off real quick i have two. Oh, i thought you only had one i have two vincent royal and chloe claire let's see okay yeah see think, if you they're usually them. very nosy um yeah, I don't know where they are. They're they're just chilling somewhere. But okay. they'll they'll make. That's okay. If they here. show up, then you could totally bring them in the pod. Oh, absolutely. 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 Oh my goodness, I love it. All right, so let's get started talking about. Let's just start, dive right into Friday night. Friday night, we all got in. We went yeah. over to all met up at the brewery. Really fun night at the brewery. We had the Deacon of Funk there. Um, it was a little bit of a fundraiser for the student emergency fund. Um, Deacon of Funk was just absolutely jamming the 70s and 80s tunes uh had a little dance party had a couple beers um i mean it was a good night sean had an eight inch pizza it was a fun night except i'm still sad that i got there after sean already i know it. it i know it but I didn't get so, to and, go i ahead. hate that because you brought your mom too i didn't I have to meet mama p so what was even more amazing was the fact that my mother came out because Okay, my that parents, doesn't happen. That doesn't first, happen. My parents don't drink at all, and they rarely like go out and do stuff. But <laughs> as Alex said, so we had a DJ, Deacon of Funk, which is Alton Fraley. Do you know you know him, right, yeah, Sean? Yeah. So Alton went to high school with my parents. Mm. Uh, yeah, they like grew up together. So that's the only reason I was able to convince my mom to come out was she wanted to come up there and see Alton DJ. So. Um, so she had a nice little root beer from Fredonia, <laughs> which is delicious, by the way. So yeah. it's only really But it was fun. Yeah, Alton's a lot of fun. We love Alton. He's he's one of he, our biggest like followers on Twitter. He loves it, and he he loves coming and DJing. He DJs all over Houston too. So like this is nothing new for him. This yeah. I mean this is like his side gig, and he loves it. So we love having him here, and we love when he comes to the brewery. So um, really enjoyed that night. Had a little, like I said, little dance party, little, little, little beverages. And, and then, uh, yeah, just enjoyed the night, had a fun little Friday, 
little pregame, pre-pregame meetup at the brewery. So it was it was a good little time. It was fun. I I've got to say this. First of all, I know you you work for the brew for Donia Brewery. Um, downtown Nacogdoches has always been one of my special places, and, and I've always envisioned it to be what it's becoming. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, anyone who has not been to Nacogdoches yet, first of all, the Fredonia is going is completely renovated. It's modernized, but it keeps the charm of Nacogdoches. Then you, everything's within walking distance, or it will soon be. You can walk to the brewery. I'm very impressed with those fine Americans at the Fredonia Brewery. It reminded it reminds me of Austin. Mm-hmm. And nice, I like that. I, I do too. It, it was. <clears throat> I like Everybody to hear needs to visit it. It's so much fun. Uh, I had to. I had to go to bed early <laughs> because the residuals from having COVID was still zapping my energy. But I'm 100 now, and but very Good. impressed of what uh, all that area around downtown Nacogdoches has become. It's a lot of fun. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I, I think it's it's. It's in a, going in a good direction, and hopefully, it'll just continue getting better. So oh, it will. If you two are involved, I know it will be. Well, you know, yeah. you know, we do yeah. what we can for the people. That's we do right. what we can with what we got, Sean. Right. And sometimes it's not in a lot, but damn it, we're going to do it. You got to shake what your mama <laughs> gave you. You got to whack, whack, bash. But yeah, so Friday night was fun. Next day, wake up early morning. Um, Matt was out there early, early, early setting up tailgate. I got out there probably like around 930 or so. Um Great little tailgate set up. We had alumni out there with a huge white tent that they set up. Heaters. The heaters came in clutch. Matt got heaters from, I don't know who, probably University Rental. Um, uh, had heaters out there, which were perfect. Uh, we got food donated from Knackburger, drinks from uh, RNK, and then, of course, Fredonia donated four cases of Purple Lights, which is amazing. Um, we needed all of that as well because a lot of people <laughs> – up. Those are so good, the purple light beer. Yeah. There easy, easy drink. Love it. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, it, it was nice that Fredonia did that. And I, I love that we did because, you know, to, this time of year, it's just money is tight. So, I mean, yeah. donating beer, four cases even, I mean, that's over $100. And so just doing that was really, really nice of them, which we I, I appreciated. I told my boss we appreciated that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what a nice little tailgate. Nice little tailgate. Had a nice turnout. Sean, how how did you enjoy tailgate? First off, shout out to the SFA Alumni Association. They always go big. I know you guys are uh, heavily involved. I'm an ambassador here. You guys have been instrumental. The Alumni Association and, and, and with Matt Atkins. Matt yeah. does a lot. He organized this entire deal, but, you know, just um, teamed up with you guys and made all that happen. And what we were kind of apprehensive about a cold morning didn't affect us at all. It was fun. Had a lot more people than I ever thought. And it was and then the tour of the new practice facility. I was right. gonna ask I was gonna ask uh, for you to talk about that next because as most Ooh. of our listeners know, Alex and I have seen it, but um this was Sean's first time to see the new performance facility. So Unreal. I, I, I was gonna was say immediate there. reaction thoughts, yeah. Immediate reaction. I've only seen I've seen four NBA practice facilities and then about five or six other universities. And I'm not just saying this because I'm biased or a proud SFA alum. 
that practice facility is at or above all of those 10 or 11 I mentioned. That's how nice and the level of quality it is. And it's if people don't think that that will help recruit, they're insane. Oh. Agreed. And so first thing I want to say on that note is major shout out to Lottie yeah. and all of the other sponsors for that center. And just another reminder to anyone who wants to act like athletics budgeted for that and they're getting more money than other departments. The reason there's a man's name on the front of the building is because it was funded through mm -hmm. private donations. So again, let me not let that be a point of confusion. That was not budgeted for. That was private donations that paid for that babe. So don't don't come adding us about athletics getting money that no one else gets. It, that's one of that's one thing. I'm so glad you said that because that happens a lot. It's a constant gridlock between the academia side, academic side, and athletics, mm -hmm. and some students. Um, we are acting and playing like a true division one athletic department now. And we need, we need all three of us. We need everyone who's watching to contribute, yeah. it, whether it be $25 a month, $25 a year, a hundred grand a year. It takes all of us. It takes a village to continue the growth of an athletic department and to compete on the highest level. And honestly, I got to ask you guys this. This is my belief that athletic success, as we've had in basketball, it improves your overall exposure and interest in our university. I'm glad that you said that because literally my next point segued off of yours was going to be, and I love the way that Ryan Ivey states this, is that athletics should be seen as the front porch to the house of the university. I agree. It's not, and he has said this himself, it's not more important than the interior of the home. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. the education and the academics, it's not more important, but if you drive by and the front of the house is nothing to look at, you're going to keep driving and you're never going to come in that house. So sorry, athletics is the platform that gets the most attention across various yeah. different mediums. And so if our athletics is doing well, then that's how people are going to find out about SFA and even go to look it up and come there for academic purposes because yeah, what probably 95% of the students are not athletes. So right. lots of people come who aren't athletes, but that might be how they found out about it. Yeah. No, that's those are all that's I'm glad you that's well stated. I mean, it, it's I mean, even look at the uh, the most highest revenue generating university athletic departments here in Austin. You're in your and it, it requires everybody an alumni, but you want to go down to a smaller scale. Um, we if we want to use Gonzaga, that didn't just happen. That right. took an investment of people, and it's going to require us to have more involvement from students, not just by attending, but mm -hmm. taking an interest and in generating that vibe. Right, and that's what we're lacking right now. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I completely agree with both of your points, and you know, and as a current college professor myself and Jacqueline has done it as well. Like I know the importance of academics, hundred percent, not diminishing that one bit whatsoever. Yeah. But yes, athletics is normally 99.9% .9 of the time going to be what people associate a school with. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's, it's not going to be the, you know, the accounting department. It's, it's not going to be, 
you know, hospitality. It's not, it's just not, you know, we'll be put on. It's not that that's less important, but no, like, are you watching? That's this is how people are entertained. Mm -hmm. They they're not on ESPN, babe. They're not watching an accounting, uh, like Capillon, whatever the fuck it's called. You know what I mean, they're like, not on TV for the general public to absorb and know about something. It doesn't mean it's more important. Not at yeah. all. What it, it also does, and it's, there's proven facts. I just don't have the numbers in front of me that sustainable athletic success in the big three basketball football and baseball men's and women's sustained success generates more revenue to it on the to also as well to the uh, academic side whether it be uh facilities um research department to uh, you can if you specialize in a research type mm -hmm. of facility of your school or a program and it also it, it potentially increases the opportunity for higher salaries for professors and administrators and instructors it's just a win-win yeah. for everybody it is i mean and another point to that is think about this i mean think about when we beat duke i know we keep bringing that up but just just yeah. play with this for a second bringing it up till the day we die we will but but Forever. for this particular, not because of the Duke part of it, but because of the fact that we were on such a large scale or such a large platform, we beat them. And then you had all of these SFA alums who were watching that game because of that game got reinvigorated and re had just this influx of pride for SFA, not necessarily, you know, a hundred percent because of all of the stuff that went on during the Duke game and the fact that we tip in what, like all, you know, and all the Nate stuff, but just, they felt so much more engaged because of that game. And then that's where all these alums come back in that are from different departments and things. And that's when they start giving back to their school because they feel like they're engaged again. Yeah. And that's the whole point that alumni association is trying to do and athletics is trying to do. Like we're all on the same boat, all on the same team, trying to do it together. And, you know, I, I just I just don't understand the the blowback and, and the hesitation from other places and other people on campus. I just don't get it. It's probably never going to go away. But I'll just say this one thing. If you do not like the athletic programs and or athletics getting money, yeah. then why in the actual hell are you teaching at a school where athletics is a big thing? Go work at a liberal arts college where there's no freaking athletics. Have your, uh, have a nice day. To each their own. Exactly. But Goodbye. Done. I just wish I, here's my wish. Your spot on faculty. Bye. I, I still maintain relationships with former professors and instructors uh, at Stephen F. And my, my wish is I want everybody to take a look that's involved with Stephen F. Austin and, and, and put this, we're, we're on our own planet. We're, we're doing this together. We're one team. Yeah. We have to be one team. You don't have to love sports, but just take a little pride in it. You don't have to go attend, but we need about, we need a good 20% of the student body to be active, active in this. Join our team. Help me help you with this, and we'll, we'll all help each other because we we got Coach Carthel with foot with the football program doing phenomenal things. He's, he Love just hired man. a great defensive coordinator after Coach Storm, I think, went mm -hmm. to uh, Louisiana Tech. Tech. Law Tech. Re yeah. Replaced a, a good coach 
with a, a, another great defensive coordinator. The recruiting's mm-hmm. insane for our level. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Gardenas is doing the absolute best with that facility and program. Yeah. And the Lady Jacks are back to the, I want to say, the old ways. Yeah. And it just, you know, they, they deserve our attention. They deserve social media posts. Mm-hmm. The power of a tweet. Right. Every day. Sometimes, Ron, sometimes when you're talking, I close my eyes and I hear Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> really? I need to write my own book. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. When you said that, I kind of, okay. It's certain things that he says, Jax. He says certain things and I hear it, the twang, and I'm like, hey, Matthew. I'm not from Longview. I know you're not. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm not going to name names, but I will say this. I was told that at an alumni event in Longview that an individual walked up to one of the somebody who was wearing a Stephen F. shirt. This is this infuriates me beyond belief, but it tells us where we are, what we need to do. A young lady at this establishment asked them, what does that SFA stand for? Mind you, they live in Longview, which is what, 80 miles away from Nacogdoches? Yeah, probably. East Texas. Yeah. A town of 100,000. What is that? Oh, where where is that? Come on, man. What, Come on, what, man. How did that happen? How did, I mean, what are we doing wrong? Are we doing any? What is it generational? What's So that should be a reality check that where we are now with these generations. Yeah. That's, that's going to have to be a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Last little comment about this is from Matt, our boy, Matt Atkins, great alumni. Now we're great back in the day as students. I'm afraid our students that aren't buying in now, aren't going to be the same great alumni. Excellent point. That's that's something to be concerned about. That's a legit comment legitimate concern. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, so yeah, I had that tour. Lottie was a great tour. I'm glad you guys went on that. I'm glad Matt was able to set that up. I mean, it was, it was great little tour for you guys. Um, and then of course we go into the game. So go into the game games, tip offs at two, um, two, two 30. What was it? Two, two. Yeah. That's what I thought. I don't know why two 30 was overhead. Two o'clock. Go in, go sit in the the heckler slash Hayes reunion section and obviously get ready, start going. And then the game starts, tip off, and then the rest is history. Um, Sean, you were not sitting with us. Um, Mr. Sean here was uh, too big for, you know, no, Wednesday. <laughs> that was a, a last minute. A younger member, let's just say a fraternity brother, asked me. Hey, you want to sit on the sidelines? And I'm like, what? Courtside seats. I said, okay. And so I said, I need one for at least for my another one for my my nephew, who's a junior at SFA. Um, yeah, I felt bad about it. I love <laughs> I love look at Atkins. Love it. Matt is not pleased with your he, answer. He was not pleased, and I and I'm begging for a, a forgiveness of that switch in the seating arrangement. However, I did pay for four tickets in the heckler reunion section. Which was much appreciated. Thank Only you, Matt. Only two were occupied. So, so, yeah. But 
I have to say this before we go into the New Mexico State game. Yeah. The what Ryan Ivy and that staff, everybody involved. Um, Matt Adkins says, "All love, man." Oh, love, love, bro. Look at that. He, <laughs> he's the hardest working alumni in seven counties. Boy. But I will say what they've done with the, the arena, with the court side, mm-hmm. and the efforts made to accommodate an atmosphere which this program deserves more consistently is there. The infrastructure is there. 100%. I'm highly pissed by the lack of students. I don't care if you want to go home, but we just need a thousand of you for a weekend home game. That's okay. it. A thousand. So, so one quick note I have to make on this, and I keep meaning for us to tweet this from the podcast. I keep forgetting. But so, Sean, Thursday night, during the Thursday night game, we learned from a friend of ours that apparently, and this is one thing that we've discussed about a potential like reason for why the student engagement isn't what it should be, is the whole like COVID year of students didn't really yeah. get to experience that as fully. Okay. So maybe they don't understand it. Okay. So anyway, so our friend who sits with us Thursday night at the game tells us that whenever he walked in, basically there were a few students in front of him who were trying to pay for tickets because they literally didn't know they could get in free with their ID. And so interesting. we're yeah. like, if there's a whole portion of, you know, these COVID students who don't even know they get in free, would that impact student attendance? That, I don't know. Is that part of marketing? I don't even, I don't know. I would assume so, but I, I feel like that should be part of, orientation and I as an orientation ex-leader I'm pretty sure that stuff that we talked about that like with your ID you get in for free all the games da 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 and so I just I don't know where the disconnect is if it's because of like the COVID year and so students are just now getting back on the swing because the last two games since the students have been back have been way more attended than any other game so far this season okay so it's starting it's getting better it just it's not where it was prior to COVID and also obviously whenever I was there, you were there, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it just wasn't there. That Well, it, that's encouraging to hear. Jacqueline, yeah. did, I, did, I interview, did I interrupt you? No, 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 no you're okay. good. No, you're good. Um, the thing I remember, I think we, we, we all know, even as adults, we need reminders in front of us. Like I remember yeah. there were marquees on campus, game so-and-so night, um, stuff like that, and remind and just have them on flashing marquees, stuff like that, and then email every – I think Ryan Abbey, had, I think he blasts an email. He blasts too, emails yeah. all the time. He blasts yeah. emails all the time. I mean, honestly, Athletics has done everything that you've probably said and more and everything yeah. that you're going to think of to get people, not just students, but community members, everybody right. there. It's just people are still, I think, weary about COVID, which got it, understandable. Um, But my thing is, is we said this at the very beginning of the season when we heard this comment from somebody else. It's like, if you bought season tickets for the game, great. Love the support. Beautiful, beautiful. But if you're planning on not attending because of COVID or other reasons, don't just leave your seats empty. Like, give them away at least if you don't want to sell them. Give them to somebody. Give them to students. Give them to friends. Give them to whoever whoever you can, 
And so I think that's also a main thing too, because we were told when we, when people were looking at the attendance numbers versus like, you know, uh, community members versus students versus this and that. And that was some of the things that were coming out of that. So it's just really interesting, interesting uh, point there. So, well, this is going to be a very unpopular suggestion, but I, I've been watching Ryan Ivy from afar and there's been some conversations and there's been some conversations with all of us in front of them mm-hmm. that with change. People become frustrated because they want to adhere to a habit or a way we did things for years. That's everywhere. Yeah. Nobody. There's a, always a faction of people who don't adapt to change very well. So that leads me to my point. I think we're at a point now that students should have the option of buying an all sports pass as part of your semester tuition. Right. Not as high as like Texas, but like 50 to $75 will get you into every baseball game, every football, every basketball, every sporting event, and then have some incentive on that. If you buy an all sports package, you get, SFA gear or something like that. Right. Like an SFA Right. So that way you're collecting. If I just don't know what percentage of students, and I'm just naming a price, 50 to 75 bucks. That gets you in everywhere. That's what a lot of universities, division one universities do. Do students pay that right now? I don't know. I don't don't know. Do the students pay anything? Do they pay us for a sports package? Oh, no, no, sports no, there's no, there's no athletic fee. There's, there's no sports package. You know, not like how A&M has like a sports where you like pay a certain price. and right. that gets it. We don't have anything. It is yeah. cold free and they're not getting charged any athletic fees because they voted it down. Right. Yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. that now. So mm-hmm. I think it needs to be an option. You you elect it. You when you're signing up for classes, registration, you have the option for the all sports package, and then have a description of where that money goes to. Let's come on. Let's if we're going to be a big boy basketball program and we're going to continue to succeed, success costs money, and you have to have an investment. Let's all be in. I need to be a better alumni <laughs> and figure out how to donate more. Right. But same with students. We all have to do this. Yeah. And you know, you're right. That may be a very controversial idea, but it's an idea yeah. and it's, you know, something's got to happen. And again, I'm sure that's also something that's probably been thrown around at some oh, point. I bet. I'm you not know? the only one. I'm not the first to come up with that. No, not at, all. not at all. Not at all. I would just like to announce before we get started talking about the game that cat fans really loves your voice and would love you to be on as a regular. Hey, we, we can do that, but we have to get this my new sponsor involved, Man Cave. I mean, excuse me, oh, Manscape.com. You do you have messed up. You do have a really great like radio voice, Sean. A face for radio too. <laughs> get out, get out. All right, Jacqueline, let's start talking about the game, girl, with Sean. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. I usually give a little general history background info. So. Um, <laughs> Since we're in a new conference this time, and then this is a new opponent, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, New Mexico State University is a public land-grant research university with its main campus in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, founded in 1888, it's the oldest public institution of higher education in the state of New Mexico. 
um, and one of two flagship universities in New Mexico. So their team is called the Aggies, um, obviously, because the school taught ag to begin with. Um, their mascot is known as Pistol Pete. Their colors are crimson and white. Uh, so we've never played New Mexico State before this. So there's no mm -hmm. background history Nothing. with them. Um, and they were four and one in white play going into this game. So yeah. we have same lineup of starters from the last few games. We had Gavin, David, Calvin, Latrell, and Diego. We lost 72 to 58. Um, and I believe this is a, a season high attendance thus far of 2,551. Yeah. Great attendance, decent group. I mean, there was even a nice little contingent from New Mexico there, which of yeah. course, I mean, it was nice for their team. Um, you know, obviously they travel pretty decently well. There was also a few Mexico, New Mexico fans that, um, excuse me, New Mexico State fans, don't want to get dragged anymore, um, that I, we met in the parking lot or I met in the parking lot and a bunch of them were from Houston yeah. and they were so excited that they didn't have to drive, you know, a million hours to Edinburgh or to Edinburgh or to Tarleton anymore just to go see them, the guys play, you know, so that was, that was, they were excited and they were excited to come to a new city. And so I think that was, it was nice. All of them that I ran into or that I came across contact in uh, were super nice. There was actually one lady who follows our podcast or follows somebody who follows us and came over and took a picture with me. I can vaguely remember this because of course it was during tailgate and I was already starting to get a little wild. Um, but I remember distinctly meeting her, taking a picture, I think, maybe and then her tweeting about it but i don't remember I, that's that's all i can recall but anyway so they were nice they were nice folks um so it was it was a nice little nice little uh day and all in all minus the loss but, it was it yeah was. but here's another thing that a lot of people well people like myself and probably jacqueline and, and you as well alex that in mac matt atkins new mexico state it has been on the college basketball scene i mean I think they've gone to 15 or 17 NCAA tournaments. The state of New Mexico, yeah, New Mexico, and the University of New Mexico yeah. used to be a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. And like Las Cruces is out in the middle of nowhere. They're right, right. across the border from El Paso. Mm -hmm. and But they have a, a old school, uh, tradition rich basketball program. Absolutely. Like, we knew we knew coming into this game and obviously the GCU game too, but like we knew coming into these these two games that it was going to be an absolute battle. It was going to be a dog fight completely. And so I mean <clears throat> we knew that in our heads. And so that's why we came in, you know, kind of just high expectations, but also realistic ones too. But um, so let me quickly kind of run through the whack standings real fast as Ooh. per the only team, the only team that is still undefeated in the whack. Seattle, yeah. what? Play them tomorrow. Seattle is. Play them they tomorrow. They are doing fantastically. But I don't think have they who they haven't really played any of the other top people. I don't think they've played GCU or New Mexico State. Let me let me check right you here. real quick. Uh, I got it pulled up right here. Um, so they couldn't have because they were all going into this last week like undefeated. So right. So they've played Chicago yeah. State, they've played Utah Valley, they played Dixie, California Baptist, Abilene, and Tarleton. And the closest game out of all of those was 
maybe the Tarleton game. I was just about to say if it's effing Tarleton. Yeah. Tarleton was 76 68. Yeah. Uh, Abilene was 10 points. Um, California Baptist was like, uh, California wasn't as, it was a little bit closer. It was 80, uh, 92 85. Uh, Dixie State was about 11 points. Utah Valley. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the only team that they absolutely, like, kind of blew out was Chicago State, and that was by, like, 20 points or so. Yeah, they haven't played either of the other top two teams. So. Right, so they literally have us tomorrow. They have Sam Houston on Saturday because we're travel partners, right? Yeah. Um, and then right after that, they got Grand Canyon in New Mexico back-to-back. We're so going to find out real, real quick yeah. how good they are. After yeah. these four games, we're going to know where Seattle really stands. Oh, completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I bet you it's not at number one anymore. Yeah. It, and if you look at the net rankings, which mm-hmm. is uh, instead of it was pretty much took over for the RPI, it's net right. rankings is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people need to realize that this conference is about six or seven rankings, I think, or at least five above the South one. Yeah. So it's a much tougher basketball league. In the south yeah huge huge improvement i know a lot of people are saying well you guys moved up to the whack and that ain't nothing i'm like are you even looking at the freaking numbers <laughs> i don't know how many people have tweeted that at us or other people like man moving up to whack isn't much of a move up i'm like are you blind but besides that i mean we were in the southland so what are you talking about like a step up is a step up like we yeah. can't just jump all the way to the top like right i mean Beggars can't be choosers, babe. We had to start somewhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not playing in a high school gym called Houston Baptist. Sorry, Sorry. Incarnate Word is worse than Houston Baptist, in my opinion. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Incarnate Word's the other one. I forgot about that. Yeah, high school gym. Yeah, right. All right. So after Seattle U at six and zero, we have Sam Houston at seven and one, which is again a huge surprise to me this season. I was not expecting them to be at the top of the pack yeah. like this, um, out of nowhere, just kind of surging. They've won five in a row, which is wild. Um, then we got New Mexico State five and one, Grand Canyon four and two, Utah Valley four and three. That is the same uh, standings as us at four and three. Dixie State three and four, Abilene three and five, Tarleton as well three and five. Both CBU and Chicago State two and four, uh, UT Rio Grande one and six, and then poor old Lamar lost ten in a row, and they are zero and six, and haven't won a game in a really long time. They How is that possible, Lamar? They've only won two games, Sean, the whole season, hun. I don't get that. They have a nice arena, the Montaigne Center. They're in a town of a hundred thousand plus people. A proud alumni base. It, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever that Lamar is in a rebuilding mode. I don't get it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. And again, we just played them earlier last week. And, you know, they play us hard every time. Like, I don't understand what is going on with their team. I, I don't. They looked like a pretty decent team to me when they played us. Either that or we were just sucking it up, which also is true too. But well, I told I told Alex Lamar is one of those schools for us that like they can literally be bottom of the conference and they're gonna 
play their best game in the entire season when they play us. Every I think everybody plays well because of the cachet of the name in recent history. Yeah, I really for do. sure. For sure. Every single team that's going to come into the sawmill or we go to them, they're going to give us their best shot, their hardest play, just because, um, I mean, and that's true. I'm, you know, damn it. Cat fans. You're right. Why you have to be logical. Lamar has had COVID and injury issues a lot of the year. You're right. They have, okay. See, I wasn't that's aware cool, of that. Though, like next man up. Sense. Jesus. Yeah. It, I know. So the thing that I had a problem with on Saturday like like SFA did against uh, Grand Canyon, hot. This this guy was on fire. New Mexico State, they could have made a basket from Sereno. Yeah. Or even Douglas, for that matter. Yeah. But they could not miss. And, no. And then that, well, there were two guys. I mean, how do you defend a big guy? And I can't remember his name. Was it Rice or was it uh, Allen? Well, it's Teddy Allen, who's like Teddy Buckets, their big guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jacqueline's about to go over the stats, and we're going to see real quick what happened here. So go ahead, Jax. And yeah, when we get to the grievances, you can talk more on that. Um, <laughs> so yeah. so uh, Sean Kennedy's stat section, so our field goal percentage was 38.1. Our three-point percentage, 26.1. Our free throw percentage was the highest, I believe, of the season at 80%. One bad. Uh, we made 36 points in the paint, which is about where we want to be. Uh, 13 points off of turnovers, 16 second chance points, 10 fast break points, 25 bench points, pretty high. Um, our total rebounds were 29. We had 10 offensive and 19 defensive boards. Um, we had 19 fouls, which is about our normal. That's about normal, yeah. Another game, I think the last game we only had 10 turnovers, and this game we only had 10 turnovers. So that's a good number. You it, know, I'm so happy with what it was <laughs> a couple games ago. So I'm so happy with that, beyond happy. Um, New Mexico had 19 turnovers. We had 12 steals and five blocks. So our <clears throat> our two game leaders were Day Day with 14 points, four rebounds, three assists, three steals. And Calvin with 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, three blocks, these three steals. What a game. So proud of him. And I do also have to mention, even though he wasn't necessarily the next high scorer, but JJP had a great game. He had six points, two rebounds, six assists, one block and one steal. That's a good game. That's a great game. Great game. I tell you what, leading right into the feats of strength here. I mean, Sean, you can pipe in whenever with with things that you saw, things that you noticed that were really good. But I'm just gonna start off by saying, first of all, holy shit, Calvin game. I mean, Calvin games best one one of his best games of the season, if not his best game of the season. Hell of a start. You know, I was concerned the start was slow for him because he he shot that one ball, um, you know, and I was like, man, I appreciate Calvin. I appreciate Calvin so much for for being trying to be more offensive minded. Like, I love that he's trying. And that was like very beginning of the game, like maybe not even a minute or two into the game. He shot a two and it just didn't fly. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. But then he turned it all the way up and he was all over that court playing defense, offense, buckets, blocks. I mean, what a game from Calvin. What a game. Yeah, I, 
One of my notes was on him. I, he just had the best game ever. I mean, he had a big three. He was playing defense the whole entire game. The very first possession, he got a great block. Yep. And, I mean, he was just – y'all know I love Calvin, but, I mean, he, he was literally hitting every stat out there. He was. Three rebounds, three assists, three blocks, three steals. Like, uh, he did. He, he you're did working all, all ends of the court with that. And that that's you know they they the, the lack of intensity that that was not there they they were intense it's just oh, yeah, they were state. they were fighting the entire game you know and it, it was just it got to a point where it just we couldn't nothing was falling couldn't catch up it and it happens it happens especially when you got a player like Teddy buckets bro he is wild i made a note about that i'll bring it up later um let's see another couple things i mentioned i wrote down today um that G had a nice block, his very like the very first possession. Um, let's see, he had some really good defense almost throughout the entire game. I mean, we were playing decent D. Yeah. It was just, you know, our offense just wasn't clicking. Um, I, I love Diego so much. He had another start, which again, he doesn't normally start, but he had to because of Nigel being out. Um, but I love Diego's fight especially playing some defense. I mean, he, he, he was playing some nice D he was dove for the ball, trying to get the ball, throw it back. I mean, he, he was doing whatever he could to help the team out there, which I love. I did too. So that was what I alluded to on the, on the last episode. Cause the last game Diego had four fouls. And so that was kind of one of my grievances, but I was like, he turns it around the Saturday game and he, I mean, he really stepped up. He's his defensive game, this game, uh, because he got a steal. He had a couple of steal attempts, like you were talking about, where he died yeah. on the floor or he he attempted a steal and got fouled, and we ended up getting the ball. He, he just really made a big turnaround on his defensive game. I thought Diego earned my – I haven't seen much of him, but obviously that was my first game this year in person. I saw him on some streams. Of well, games. none of us have seen that much of him because he's yeah. just kind of been sparingly coming off the bench in the last three games he started. So, mm-hmm. he's not he has a high basketball IQ. The stats won't show it. Uh, I just from watching him play. Um, I am. If I had a if I had a basketball fans man crush, it would be on Jostle. Oh my god! That dude have, plays with every like it's his last game. We have a basketball crush on Latrell too. I am obsessed with. I mean, I know that's just down. I mean, I'm obsessed with Trell. Obsessed. He plays the – I mean, he – all the guys hustle. But he he hustles more than I've ever seen in my life. I made the comparison the other day to Jacqueline. I don't even know what game it was. But I was like, you know what? Like, Trell plays some major defense. Like, he's great on offense when he's healthy. Um, but his defense, he is all over the court. I mean, all over it. It kind of almost reminded me of like of like Johnny or like or like Nate, where he they were just all over the court, all over the court, creating disruption. That's what kind of troll reminds me of. You know what I mean? Because he's just like on them like white on rice, man. The entire team. I mean, they play. They play. We we Stephen F. Austin play a good brand of defense. Um, Cackleries. I think that he. I think what. The disruption in the offense was more on New Mexico State than Stephen F. Right. not executing. I thought they played in, in a bounce back game after getting their ass handed to him by Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I thought they responded well. Which and, again is just a shock still to me. But yeah. Oh, yeah. But by the way, I met um Calcaries and his dad at what's the the, the cafe downtown Dotty Dolly's? Dolly's, yeah. His dad was in town from uh, I guess Philly. Uh Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're in Pennsylvania, somewhere Pennsylvania. in PA. Yeah, near Philly, yeah. Great guy. His dad, even better guy, just good people. But Calcaries is that's that's a guy that could he'll probably play overseas. Oh, I think so too. I, I agree with that 100%. But yes, uh, backtrack on your prior comment. We love Bob. Bob is our guy. Yeah, he's God, our guy. We love Bob. That's that's his dad. Yeah, he's a fine American. He's he a fine is American. a stand-up yeah. gentleman. We love hanging out with Bob. We've hung out with Bob multiple times, uh, post game, couple games now, and so we love Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. What yeah, about Bob? I see a ton of potential in Posey. We do too. God, that, me too. Oh, just, he once he gets it, once that light bulb comes on the switch. That kid is going to be an, an inc incredibly talented player that runs through this program. Totally agree. You know, he's had – we've seen moments of it this season already where he's had just absolute lights-out games. And then, of course, a couple were, you know, just decent, not bad. Um, but, man, oh, man, you're right. When that light goes off and, and he's just firing on all, all cylinders, he – both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball, just rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. Um, another great moment tonight, or not tonight, Saturday night, was uh, uh, Cal with a huge slam. I don't know if we mentioned uh, Calvin with that big slam that he had. Love um, it. Yeah, and that our boys, Matt Kingsley and Josh Alexander, were inducted into the Hall of Fame at halftime. The, love. They, they played together when they were young, when I was still at KTRE, mm -hmm. and – I, I got to tell this story real fast. No, tell it. Go so, for it. When Danny Casper brought, started building, I mean, when all this, what is now, when, mm -hmm. when he started building this, Kingsley was a project out of Kingwood. Right. He redshirted. And then he got Josh from Shreveport, who was this hot shooting badass. Great guy. Played a long career overseas. Mm -hmm. Well, did. I went and talked to them. So I went to uh, uh, Casa Tomas because I, I coached Casper. I texted him and I said, hey, I just want to come by and say hello. He said, yeah, I've got a, a few. I thought he said a few people. It was Josh Kingsley. Scott uh, Weaver. Scott Weaver. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I just drew a blank that I think he was a three from Lawton, Oklahoma, part of that that first NCAA tournament team. Um, key player. I just forgot his name. Great guy. Um, I don't remember. I'm sorry. What did he look like? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I asked a guy this. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. He was a great player. Eddie Williams. Mm -hmm. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Oh, yes, Eddie. yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, ready. I'm ready. And then over here to this table is Coach Keller. With some friends of the family, and and I got it. So I said, visited with Danny and all them, and just reconnected with Josh and Kingsley. Um, and it just makes you realize just a great generation of players. <laughs> I went over there, and introduced Coach Keller to my nephew. Oh, geez. And you know, Keller is, is 
his humor is it's off the charts. Yeah. yeah. That that's yeah. that's just one guy. I, I could just sit on a porch all night and listen to his humor. He shook my nephew's head. <laughs> and he pulls it away and he had this scowl on his face and he says, Have you ever worked a day in your life? <laughs> and he says, Your hands are so soft. Oh God, that's such a Keller thing to say. Like it's Love like it. it's 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 funny and it's kind of weird, cringy, <laughs> but still funny at the same time. You know what I mean? Like that's just his humor, and I love it so much. It's so dry. I'm like, <laughs> I love me. Love so it. Keller. It's just so funny, man. Because you you think he's being like, you know, just so serious, and you're like, what? He just starts laughing at you. Oh, it's so funny. That's so funny. That I love that so much. So my, um, and it's kind of true. I, I, very soft hands for a junior. In soft hands. <laughs> Next time I see him, I'll be like, "So, let's feel the hands. Let's feel those soft hands, boy." Oh my god. Um, yeah, so a couple other things I mentioned, good stuff. Obviously had a great day with, you know, old friends, new friends at the reunion, mm-hmm. cheering on the team, just having a good time at tailgate. Um, Trell took a nice charge. What Trell couldn't do on offense, he was doing, again, whatever he could on defense to help the team, which I love, love, love. Um, shout out to Rev for winning the shoe bucket challenge thing, even he though did. he like, had a million air balls or whatever, like – he did what he could. He did what he, he could did. with what he Great had. Great guy. Great guy. Oh, what Justin a wild Hilton. man. Had his entire family in Nacogdoches. He did. Yeah. He did. Oh, that was a fun day, I bet. The um, okay, so I had just a few more positive notes about the game. Um, yeah, so go ahead. Diego, Diego redeemed himself on, on his defensive effort um, and just – Blew that out of the water, so I was happy with that. But he also did something really important that we haven't seen was he created himself a three-pointer, you know, because I feel like so far he hasn't gotten as many opportunities because he's the type of shooter who's better off a screen or something. But he, like, put the ball on the floor and created himself a shot, so that was exciting. Um, The second half, I felt like we came back out strong. Like, David came out strong right after the half with, like, an immediate three and a steal. Yep. Uh, I felt like we were shifting the momentum upwards and then it just didn't. I mean, we came back. Well, we came back several times. We, we came back within two points yeah. at the 12 minute mark. And I'm just sitting yeah. there watching the game, rewatching it today. And I was just like, we were within two points. What the H happened? Cause hell if I remember. And then I saw what happened. So oh. yeah. And you know what? Whenever I watched it back and I realized that, I was like, never in the second half did I feel like we were that close. But then when I watched it back, I was like, we were within two points. We had every opportunity of swinging it. Just the energy at the moment in the game did not feel that way. Didn't feel like we were within a two-point right there. But anyhow, um, and then, you know, honestly, Calvin would have been one of my top players of the game, and he missed most of the second half with fouls so mm-hmm. i mean the few minutes that he was in there what he only played 25 minutes than he normally plays closer to 40 you know um so anyway still in the small time he was in uh 
Day Day, like like we mentioned, top player of the game. I mean, he pretty much carried us most of the game. Um, yeah, yeah. In there, every possession, fighting. He was getting his own rebounds and putting them back. Uh, he got a, a great dunk. Like he was just playing great all across the board. Um, we already talked about JJP, but he he made some really great fast break layups. Uh, and then Nana made a three. Oh, he did. That's why I forgot. He did. He did. Yeah. Hometown he did. Kid. So my thing is, I think that I had to be reminded of this. And it was the simple fact that if you look at overall production offensively, and I know you can't, you got to play with the guys you have. Right. 40% of the offensive production's not playing. Nigel and Rati. Mm-hmm. That's 40%. Not excuses, but this no. team. So I think my point that I'm trying to make that I really take too long to make. Um, <laughs> when you So Roddy's out for the year, but when you get Nigel back, and this team's still trying to adjust, I think, without mm-hmm. wearing the, in the lineup mm-hmm. and get the, um, the substitution patterns going and play. I don't know. There's a cohesiveness. is starting to come together. I honestly think if you get Nigel and keep Jostle healthy, this team's playing in at least the semifinals in Las Vegas of the WAC tournament. That, that's the hope. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's it's just it's keeping everybody healthy, like you said. You know, making sure that the cohesiveness is there because I feel like that's a, that is one thing that I feel like we have, but it's not hundred percent there. It's not there yet. Not, 100% there. not there yet. The record- it can be. I mean, they're not going to get an at-large bid. No. Um, but I still think this team, the best basketball is still ahead of them. Right For now sure. it's hard because I feel like they're going through growing pains. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, and there's a lot of teams that are going through those same growing pains as well. But I, I, I agree. You know, it, it, it obviously sucks and it hurts whenever you lose a starting player, super senior big production on offense and defense and you lose them in the very beginning of the season. That's just rough on anybody. Then you have to adjust and reconfigure and figure out how to move on without him in the offense of lineup. And it's just, it's rough. It is. It's rough. Um, But yeah, so let's move on to our our airing of grievances. Of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear about it. Now you're gonna hear about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself to hear. You're gonna hear you ladies airing out grievances. You'll get your turn too, Sean. Don't worry. I'm gonna worry. follow your lead because I was I came unprepared for okay. airing out grievances. It's all right. We probably have plenty to go around. So yeah. first of all. Let's just I, – I, I don't understand how you can be a broadcaster and not pronounce Rati's name correctly for us. Said Rody. Oh, no. Did not do that. Anyway. Rody. Anyway, that's that's one. Another was obviously another one was obviously not having Trell 100 percent because after post game, coach said that his his wrist was really really hurting him. 
um, from the from the previous game versus GCU. And obviously, again, not a huge excuse, and that shouldn't be why we lose a game, but that's a huge piece that's missing from, obviously, our offensive production on Saturday night. Obviously, no Nigel either, but but having, having Trail's wrist messed up, especially if that's his, you know, like that's – Messes up your messes up your shot, you know. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent there. So that's obviously a grievance. Not towards Trell. He can't help it. Just the situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one was, man. I, yeah, we only had how many turnovers? Ten. Ten. Yeah. But I, it, it felt like every time I I turned around, we were turning the ball over at some form or fashion. You know what I mean? It, I know we only had 10, but I feel like those 10 were at very pivotal moments. Key moments. Yeah, and a lot of just really sloppy passes, which was – Bingo. <laughs> what about it? Gesundheit. Gesundheit. <laughs> One more. <laughs> yes, I agree, Jacqueline. I'm glad you mentioned the sloppy passes, and I, I totally agree. Like, I, I wrote on my – on my on my notes, I was like sloppy passes into the paint, sloppy passes into Gavin under the basket. Uh, just just got to hold on to the ball, and also just the passes were not there. Right. Um, there was a moment where Nana got a really really good rebound. Um, let me make sure I, I get this right. Uh, yeah, so uh, Nana got the rebound, but then tried to pass it off to Trell. I believe, and then totally missed Trell, like looked at him, threw it at him, and just it went bonkers off sideways. Like he got the rebound, but then just missed the pass to Trell. Easy pass. He was right in front of him, and then turnover. Boom. And I was just like, ah, can't make those small mistakes. You can't. Not with a team like New Mexico, for God's sakes, because that's a grievance. I'm sorry. Like we got a guy. His name is Teddy fucking Buckets. And this guy, he is insane. 26 points, seven rebounds. He was seven from 10 from the three. Seven out of 10 from the three. He's insane. He was shooting, like you said, Sean, buckets from the the logo. He was shooting buckets from Sharino. He was shooting buckets from the parking lot. And that's why they call him Teddy Buckets. And you know what? Couldn't guard him. And how can you? Can't just when you're one of those good, nights, days. That's yeah. the brutal reality of basketball. I literally wrote, "We're playing decent D. It's literally impossible." Like I'm reading it word for word. Literally impossible to guard Teddy buckets. He's just so good. Fuck. That's what I wrote. Yeah, he was. And you know what? So I really only had a few super basic grievances for this game because it, it was really just like maybe three simple, simple things that were what we didn't execute on. Our shots just were not falling. Nope. No matter what, no matter who was shooting, the ball just wasn't falling in the bucket for us. Nope. Um, number two, like we already talked about, the sloppy passes, that there weren't that many, but the ones that were were – super memorable and felt like they counted for like two. Yep. Um, and then we just, like you were saying, so two, two of my like grievance items were Teddy and his stats with 26.7 rebounds, a block and two steals. And then 
Jabari Rice with 21 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal. But like the shots that he made were so great. It's like, can you even stop that? But then at the same time, I felt like we gave them a ton of just like easy buckets that could have been easily contestable. So, I mean, the, the Teddy Buckets threes, you can't stop it. But like an easy bucket in the lane, like we can do better than that. Right. I, I agree. 100% agree. And you know what I mean? I mean? You don't get a nickname like Teddy Buckets for nothing. Yeah. The fact that you're leaving this man open with just enough, either the easy lane or the three, just enough. Even, I mean, literally, but I swear there were a few of his threes that our defender, his hand was literally straight up his face, straight up his face, and he still made thing three yeah. men. And I'm sitting there like just cringing. Because what can you do? I mean, you just can't. Yeah. I mean, and so I wrote in my notes. Um, I wrote in my notes <laughs> that three-point foul on Teddy Buckets around nine minutes and 42 seconds, I wrote time of death. There was no coming back after that. That was it. Ball game. That, was, that was it for me because you know what? Like when you, let, was done. when you foul – Teddy on a three-pointer. That, that's it, bro. That's it. Yeah. The night's over. The day night's over. Night's over. You got my nine minutes, 42 seconds left, and you just could not get close enough after that to make any sort of a run, any sort of juice, nothing. And I was just, I was just like, well, fat lady sang, babe, 942. You know, and oh boy, oh boy. A few other things I noticed when I was looking at the darn um <laughs> the darn stats. I mean, New Mexico State had 36 bench points to our 25. Right. That's one. Uh, two, they only had 15 fouls. We had 19, so not 100%, you know, synced up. Uh, but, you know, it was still not exactly right. They had 47 rebounds. 4-7. Dominated the boards. To our 29. Yeah. And you know why? Because they don't block out. And I have said Thank that you. every single time. They, I, went into, I went into a, a deep little dissertation on this the last episode, Sean, um, that I feel like people don't block out anymore. It's just like a who can jump the highest game. Mm -hmm. but the problem with that is, number one, we're not always going to be the biggest to win the who can jump the highest game. Nope. And if you're not positioned and you play the who can jump the highest game, you're going to get an over the back foul. So really you should just learn to block out. And okay. a lot of our players don't do that. And it drives me nuts. That drives me nuts thinking about it. I, I mean, because that's a great point that I didn't even think about. Until it's now. Not, and this is why it drives me nuts the most, because it's not anything that's dependent upon your athleticism or skill level. It's right. literally just a, are you dedicated to doing it or not? Like you just either block out or you don't. It doesn't take any extra athleticism or skill. You just have to do it. It's about will and want to. <clears throat> so I guess, is it my turn? Is you get for yeah, yeah. you guys are ready to Let's hear it. Well, the floor is yours. I'm not saying these guys, I think these guys have a tremendous amount of pride in who, what's on the front of that jersey. I know I'm cliche already. <laughs> I don't think it's lacking. I think the press you deal is a legit part of their fabric every day. Um, 
Well, we're gonna we're gonna relax. We're gonna ignore the stats. We're gonna ignore the win loss record. We are now at the last third of the season. Mm-hmm. We got the month of February is where teams are made or broken. This is to the fans, and these are to the entire region of East Texas and to the players. This is collectively as one unit, including myself, the three of us. Let's start acting like champions. Quit bitching. Quit moaning. Let's get behind. We get to wake up. These kids, to the players, you get to wake up and play for this great program and that beautiful practice facility. You get to sit in the hot tub and rehabilitate. You get to walk down that amazing tunnel that 99% of us don't have that opportunity to. You, the fans, get to see a great product, great young men, great talented guys who are extending, extending a legacy that has been built since 2001. All great coaches. Embrace it. Quit worrying about who, how much it is. Come on, we, we all COVID. We're all we're all worried about making more money. Spend the money to go to a game, and quit complaining about what we used to do. I'm tired of hearing about it. As an alum, let's do it. Let's do this all together. I'm getting pissed off thinking about it. If we're gonna play big boy basketball and big time athletics, invest in it, and quit saying what we used to do. Let's all get together. Let's do it. Let's get on the same team. Let's make this happen, and let's continue to make this program. Maybe we'll be in another conference in three years, a conference USA maybe. Let's don't break this pattern. Let's do it. Controversial. And to all of you lumberjacks on the team, you're about to do something special. You just have to believe it. It will happen. We have the team. Are you hurt, or, or is it just painful? But I believe it. I think we have a great team, a great coaching staff. Agreed. Go sign. I, I am motivated to run through a brick wall right now. <laughs> Go. I, I'm I, I'm not criticizing the players, really. I'm just saying that what I saw were kids who can play on a much higher level consistently, and they can get this job done. Oh. Yeah. Those kids are special. We've said that a million times. I was like, we know the potential of this team is they just need to believe it too. Yeah. On Thursday night, they had the juice and they believed it. And they came in and whooped that ass. Saturday comes around and some fight, a little bit of juice. It just wasn't falling for them. Yeah, and just didn't finish. We tried to come back didn't and finish. didn't finish. Didn't finish it up, and you know that's just unfortunate. So, Sean, normally what we do at the end of our little chit chat here is we do a uh, uh, one one word one word only game summary. Uh oh. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Oh. Okay, Welcome that was like back. nothing. I don't know what happened. Okay, so I was saying normally we do a one word to describe the entire game analysis and summary. Um, Jacqueline, what's your word? Bummed. I was just bummed. You know, um, Thursday night, I, I knew both of these games were going to be so hard, but then after 
like you said, our performance Thursday night and the energy level and the confidence level, I just, I just didn't expect uh, that outcome of this game. So right. had a little bit higher expectations because of Thursday's performance. I, I agree. I agree. Um, my, my one word was wrecked and that's a double meaning because I was having a grand old time the whole day. Uh, many beers were had, <laughs> but also wrecked because same thing with Jacqueline. I was just, I was sad. I was wrecked. I was upset because I knew that again, we know the caliber of team that we have. And after Thursday's performance, I was just looking, so looking forward to this game, um, giving new New Mexico state a run for their money. And then, just kind of falling flat there at the end of the game. And so it was just like, man, shit. Ugh. Couldn't, can't dwell on it too long though. Got to move on next game, next game. Um, but anyway, so Sean, what would be your one word, how you would summarize the entire day slash game? Deflated. <sighs> Deflated. Cause it goes back to what I saw. I'm proud. I, I'm glad that the, the players we have. I'm glad they play for Stephen F. Austin. Deflated because the expectations. Wouldn't you? I mean, I know they know the expectations. There's pressure on these guys, but that's why you play. You want to play in those situations. Yeah. You want to compete at everything in life. And this is the this is a program to do it. I mean, with. And Beautiful new things comes expectations higher. Well, in the past success that we've had, I mean, yeah. we see it on social media all the time, like that people are just, they're like, what's wrong with our lumberjacks? This isn't right. This isn't them. This isn't how they put, you know? And it's just like, there are so many people that have such high expectations of this team, no matter who's on the court, no matter what's happening. And I do, I do feel like a lot of those players, they feel that they hundred percent do. I mean, Take Trell, for example. He was visibly, visibly upset after that. Yeah. He, he was, was. He was wrecked. He was bummed. And. And deflated. And deflated. <laughs> the poor guy. I mean, Jacqueline told me, didn't you say you had to hug him twice? Because he was. Yeah. So after the game. So as you know, Sean, you know, they flipped the ends of the court of where mm -hmm. we ran out. So they moved the benches to the other side and flipped them over. Yeah. So now it, it kind of makes, as I think you saw from sitting on the sidelines, it almost kind of makes an awkward like circle that they have to make around to yeah. come back to that side and then go to the other side to their locker room. So a lot of them haven't really come over this year like they normally would mm -hmm. go, you know, behind the bench after the game. Uh, but anyway, on, on Saturday, none, none of them came over to where we were except for Trell. Uh, cause he, he looked over there and made eye contact with me. So he came over there and I mean, he was just so upset. You could just tell. And I, I just gave him a really long hug and I was like, you know, chin up next game. We're going to have days like this. Just keep moving forward. But yeah, he was, he was visibly upset. But you want that. Yeah. yeah and you want to see it. And like, like, you know, I told him some, some days are going to be like that. So can't win everyone. Sometimes it'd be like that though. Yeah. It do be like that. You know, it, it, it do be like that though. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a good, it was a good all around day. Obviously we wish we'd have come out with a W, but 
Um, like I said, next game, next game coming up tomorrow night versus Seattle. Boys are over on the on the West Coast enjoying some Seattle sights. They just posted they were at the Space Needle. Um, just, just popped up on my feed um, or on our feed. So that's that's nice. They're enjoying some sights. I'm glad they got to get up there and, um, you know, I, 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 I'm just hoping for a nice turnaround game. Seattle's been playing lights out, but they also haven't played any right. big, big game yeah. in the conference yet. Yeah. So like we said early in the beginning, I think this is going to be the, the next four games are really going to show how Seattle or, you know, truly is. And, you know, maybe I'm hoping we're going to go into their court and surprise them. I hope so. I hope they bounce back. It's it's going to be a late one for all of us over here because it's going to be nine when the game yeah. starts. That's around. a true. That's a good point. I forgot about that. I, yeah. I, I, that's funny, Jacqueline. You mentioned how the players walk around, so they walked. I guess it's normal they, to the uh, courtside seats. Yeah, they, they, walk, they do. So. Like, yeah, and but they came it, around, and I don't. I didn't know. I was all right. I I said it's just getting started. I think that's what's happening. It's just getting started. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, I just need them to get it started quicker because game season's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I need them to, to to move up the timetable of when they're getting started to tomorrow. I think, when is Nigel like coming back? Is Nigel back tomorrow? I think so. I hope so. I, I, I love, I'm going to try and zoom in on this picture. And see if I can see him in this picture, but like, yeah, I think you can see, but unless there's some unforeseen or circumstances, I I would assume that he would be back tomorrow. I would hope. There's a there's a good question I see here. What? Where does Seattle University University of Seattle play? I mean, did I, I'm assuming they play on campus. I'm gonna look that up. So. You think so? I'm gonna see. This picture is so fracking blurry. What is it on? What Twitter? What? Twitter. Okay, hold on. I see. I mean, there's people here that I absolutely yes, I know who that is. I see their faces. I am trying to see if Nigel is in this picture. There are people in this picture too that I don't even know who the hell they are what? though. What? So they play at a. It says they play at the Climate Pledge Arena. Is that the oh, new yeah. arena where the – who plays? That's got to be downtown, right? I don't know. Okay, I'm trying to look at the picture, but not going to lie, it's also dark, so I really yeah. can't. It's dark, can't see, can't uh, can't, can't tell one, one iota, so we will not know until tip-off tomorrow. So Elgin Baylor played for University of Seattle. Just throwing that out there. That's an interesting fact. Number one draft pick. Huh. That's Seattle. Okay, hold on. Seattle basketball. Let me see here. Um, let's been see. The Final four once. They haven't been in the NCAA tournament since 1969. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. They haven't been since 69 to the yeah. tournament. Yeah. NCAA. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this I climate mean, pledge arena is, I think, 
I'm guessing it seats like 9,000. Huh. And huh. The Red Hawks Center. I guess they're the Red Hawks. Okay, so uh, you were talking about Ken Palm earlier. Did you did you see where we all are at as of Tuesday? So as of today, I'm gonna look at the net rankings real. Quick. I got it right here. Wack oh, hoops. How Wack hoops is always on top of it. Kyle always posts this crap like literally every week. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, Kyle. So New Mexico yeah, State uh, 101, GCU 111, uh, Utah Valley 118, Seattle 137, and SFA is 140. That's not good. That's not good if you're – well, this one I see New Mexico State's 88. Uh, is that what you said? No, 101. This was – he posted this today, seven hours ago, Tuesday afternoon. So, oh, this was uh, through games on the 24th. So they may have fallen. But yesterday was the 24th, though. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. The 88. That's the highest one. I don't know. Well, yeah, I was just reading what, what he had put. I'm not sure yeah. if, how updated that is. You no, know, I have no idea. Um, yeah, so I, we'll see. But we'll see. Who who knows how it's gonna go? I'm just trying to be cautiously optimistic, and then hopefully we'll start turning stuff up so that way we can book our tickets to Vegas. That's amazing. Uh, come on, you you know you want to go back to Katie. Absolutely not. Vegas, we're God. I haven't been in two years. Uh, Maria is asking at what court they are playing at in C Seattle. Yeah, we didn't know. I think Patron looked it up. Yeah, I think they're playing it. Uh, they have an on-campus facility called the Red Hawk Arena, and then they also play at a nine-thousand-seat arena. It looks like it's, it looks like it's near downtown Seattle. Oh, so they So there's two that they play at, or yeah, is that all, just an on-campus? It says a split. So weird for what? I mean, there's like St. John's up in New York. They do that. They'll play sometimes on campus, and then they play at Madison Square Garden for some. Well, I mean, if Madison Square Garden's your other option, then do that. Yeah, do that. It probably just time. depends on maybe the game and. We got some ad popping up here. Oh, what kind of ads? I'm just kidding. It is not softcore. Darn. <laughs> Didn't peg you for a hardcore guy. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> come on, hardcore heavy metal, Doug. Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, come on! Wow, 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 wow! All right, so Goodbye. my goodness, man, what a night! What a night! Um, Ten thirty, probably should probably should hang it up. You know, we got work tomorrow. So, um, Sean, love, love, love you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had such a good time. Us. And we'll definitely have to make this a more often thing for sure because love talking sports with you 100%. I love y'all. Love you, ladies. Love you, too. We love you, too. I'm so glad you came down this weekend. And we're with us and hanging out. And we're going to miss you next weekend when we're doing the ambassador stuff. I'll be virtual. You will be virtual, but that's just not the same not when the same. not here when you're person. I need to get you guys in the man cave. Yes. So we'll make that happen. We'll have some. I would fun. love, love, love to be in your man cave. Me too. <laughs>
The FCC is shutting this down. Hey, they haven't shut us down yet. And I've probably said every book on, on this podcast. So I think you, we'll, you let us all be ourselves and say what we want to say. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Gotta do it. This Amen. Fun, ladies. Hey, Sean, again, we thank you so much for, for tuning in. And um, just as a reminder, everyone, make sure that you order some my plates, myplates.com slash lumberjack. Man, classic win-win. You get a sweet plate, show off your SFA pride, and the athletic teams get about 50% of that purchase price. Sean, do you have my plates? I need to order them. What? I need to order them. You do. And and your viewers can go to uh, manscaped.com, use the promo code mancave20 for 20% off. Pass that around, too. And I need to go on my plates. You need to go on my plates, yeah. So we'll 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 go on Manscaped. You know, I'm not sure how much stuff is on there for us, but you know, you never know. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of our viewers are probably men, so that'll work. Um, but yeah. yeah, so make sure you go get those my plates. You can again go to myplates.com/slash/lumberjacks. You can even get a fifty dollar rebate, Sean. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Maybe oh. they have a plate. You can get one. Something about like Minister of Culture or like. M C M O C something. M C M C S F A. Bingo. Yeah, there you go. I or bet M-O. you they have it. I bet you they got it. So yeah, make sure you guys go on there and get those my plates. Be rocking them SFA plates all around town, all around Texas. Show off your lumberjack pride. Real fans have my plates. Real fans support SFA athletics. It is an Stephen F. awesome way to support your jacks. Um, remember to follow us on <laughs> remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And man oh man, what a delight. We love Sean. We love our jacks. And we're ready to go to bed. So everybody, good night, Sean. We love you. Good night, you beauties. We love you so much. Um, again, always remember everybody. Axum Jacks. Axum. Axum. Axum Jacks. Axum. Axum. All right. Good night, everyone.